0: Flower Podcast with Vic and Jess. We will be having conversations and inspirational chinwags with florists and growers to keep you company in your workspaces, in the car, over a cuppa or wherever you like to listen. We hope to help you along on your own floral journey week's episode, Vic and I spoke with Alison from Mad Lilies down in Banstead, Surrey. Uh, Alison has got it all going on. She's got a fantastic retail space, homeware, uh, weddings, funerals, workshops. She does flower subscriptions. Uh, Honestly, everything going on. She is one busy lady. Um, Vic and I met her last year, very briefly, during one of the breaks in the COVID restrictions. And so we were really, really looking forward to this conversation. And um, yeah, Ali did not disappoint. She's wonderful. So you
1: you didn't do any of Valentine, but you received Valentine's flowers this year, which is lovely. Well, we as florists, we hardly ever receive flowers, do we? Well, Never. like I
0: say, this is like people are scared stuff.
2: too. <laughs> and they should be as well. Because if someone <laughs> sent me, actually, I, I got uh, flowers once. This was not with my current partner because he wouldn't be my current partner if he did this. He bought me, <laughs> uh, this guy bought me MS flowers, it, you know, like a nationwide delivery box MS flowers. And they were so bad. And I was like, oh my God. I was just destroyed. I was like, why would you go to MS?
1: I know. We see, we wait for the phone calls on Sunday Mm. of Mother's Day and Valentine's for the, I ordered with Minpig, I ordered with her, they didn't turn up, they were awful, and you end up doing, you know, some replacements. Um,
0: But in some ways, that's, I know it's not, it's not good for the people that have ordered them, but it does teach them that there is still value in your florist. Your florist does know better than all these companies that just tag it on to their cards or tag it onto something else and just shift them off through the post, isn't it? Like buying them from a florist is much better.
1: I know, I know. But I get amazed the amount of people like um Bloom and Wild, like they really wind me up because they did a big advert saying mm. like because um, we'd already placed our red rose order and what we could see was like I'm not the world's biggest lover of the red roses mm. but we live in quite we're middle England you know middle England we're quite an affluent area and um, a lot of our customers we've got a, an older I would say an older demographic mm-hmm. and a lot of our customers um, love the roses you know the traditional um, and when she commit, because we committed to 2000 red roses, you like, it, it's just one big fat It's just a gamble because mm. you have, I had we had 15 orders on the system at the start of February and you've just gambled and you've done your floor order and everything. And then Bloom and Wild did a big advert in, um, in the papers to say that red roses are so white in the times on the Sunday before Valentine's. And basically what they're saying for me is um they're, they're the, the roses are too expensive they are too expensive so they can afford to do them because they offer cheap and cheerful and half price and everything so they're just putting a story out that they're so white we sold triple what we would usually sell in red roses so yeah a, yeah a, it's yeah but anyway
2: sorry. Yeah, so stuff like that winds me up as well I saw that and I thought um I'm not a fan of red roses but people love a red rose like on Valentine's Day people love a red rose I I didn't do a pre-order on my red roses because I was like oh god what's going to happen I had no idea what was you know how much was going to come in but I would say the majority of my work were red roses and I offered you know Mm. seasonal bouquets and things like that because people in my area they they like a bit of traditional they like a bit of red rose like on Valentine's Day that says happy valentine's day
1: i'm convinced it's an older um age group when i say older it's like like definitely over 30s mm. um but more like like that 40 40 to 60 um that's buying that because the younger generation aren't so much into flowers mm. i on valentine's day because mm. they've so many other alternatives and then they've brought galentine's day into the fore and Um, But there are a lot, there are a lot of traditions like that. And I was, um, I was just talking to my husband this morning about it. And like red roses outside of Christmas and outside of Valentine's, like our florists don't really, like, unless somebody's ordering a dozen Mm. red roses, we don't tend to, because we're so used to those big times that I don't know. And they are, good. when you look at that, you know, a red Naomi, I just think it's a stunning red, if you're into Mm. red roses, but I suppose it's it's all the old fascist fashion connotations and everything that go with the red roses that maybe switch a lot of people, people off them. I, I don't know, but it is funny. I, I just like, if I put a load of red red roses in the shot, I don't think they'd really get used by the floras, mm. Um as much as we, we kind of see them, in that dozen red roses
2: yeah definitely um, well that the only time that you'd feel as a florist you feel like you're going to put a red rose in is if it's a, a, a romantic gesture because because it says romance does not it so you can't I would I would feel funny putting any red roses in a bouquet that was just no, absolutely yeah, yeah it's, it's just a idea it's, yeah but isn't that strange? Like, because with every other flower, you'd be like, oh, yep, yeah, lovely. You can yeah. put that in. Or if someone says, oh, I, I want a, a red and pink bouquet, but it's for a for a birthday. You're like, well, I can't put any red roses in. That would just be strange. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And then so, how did you find the prices? They yes, so are horrendous. i have never seen prices. I mean, Lizzie Anthos. Like, don't oh. even score me on Lizzie Anthos.
0: Yeah. What the hell is kept- on Lizzie Anthos? Yeah. Vic really had a proper, bad. Proper rant about Lysianthus for like you know, wholesale, weren't they? Vic like uh, nearly two pound of stem wholesale. Yeah. Well, I was uh, and stocks. Yeah. I think
1: so, I, I was, I'm. I'm really funny about so because we try. I will try and always buy seasonal. Yeah. I have this thing about stocks. Like, until you get to a boy. But I love them. And yeah, I love, I love them, them when I see them in other floors. But, like, I was saying to um, Bex, um, the manager in the shop, just before Christmas, there was – stocks came through and they were a good price. And I said, should we get stocks? And Bex is like, no, it's <sighs> – you know, you kind of feel You're like, no, yeah. you can't.
2: Oh, oh I've got and a bit of a thing best. with stocks. I am – I'm obsessed. I'm no, obsessed. absolutely. And yeah, I yeah.
1: absolutely adore them. And
2: when you get a good stock, you get a good stuff. when you get a bad stock, oh. and it's – when it's yeah. all it's all point, there's like nothing worse than that. Stupid. Oh, I hate it! And I'm like, what no. am I supposed to do with that? Because what, what yeah. by the time you put it in a bouquet, all you can see is a pointy yeah. end bit. Yeah. Where's all the yeah. flower? Horrible! No, oh, I'm I'm
0: I'm I'm petrified. I'm going to be growing um, uh, some stocks <laughs> the for the first stock. time, and I'm so desperate to kind of at least have you know to not have them so weedy and so I'm getting the beds ready with loads of manure. The English stocks are, are
1: always good. fabulous. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, we used to, I can't remember where we, Um, so we had a wholesaler that used to get us English stocks and then for some reason, well, not last year. I like, Do you feel like last year's like the year we lost? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the last year. Yeah, just just forget but, about it. If you say last year and you're talking about business, we'll yeah. 19, <laughs> Not 1999. 1999. Oh my God i know but, but i have no it, idea
1: when it hits mother's day that'll be a year yeah he we went into lockdown the monday after mother's day was the we went locked on the monday that'll be a full a full year and yeah. it's like we couldn't ever have imagined oh i don't, don't even start because it starts to, to to blow my mind
2: yeah yeah
0: well it was my it was my it is my daughter's birthday on the 24th of March and she was sent home from school. Everyone was sent home. I think it was on the 23rd of March. It might even have been the 24th. And uh, she's going to be 10 this year. And she's quite, a she can be quite dramatic. And then mm-hmm. um, she'll just go, it's a whole year of yeah. the hands and the tears. Yeah. <laughs> and she probably felt really cheated on her birthday. Yeah, don't we know about it this year as well?
1: <laughs> I know. I do. I feel as for kids and teenagers because yeah. if you taken that a year away from me when I was seventeen, do you know whenever mm-hmm. you're dating? and it's like that, I think is so so tough.
0: It's yeah. tough for us too. It's
1: rude. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, rubbish.
0: It is. But yes, you're you're right. It's like the uh, the late teens, early twenties when they want to be going and seeing their girlfriend, and they, and they definitely I know when you, need to you get to get home, home and they need to be out.
1: Taking that summer
0: away. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I think me. I think if it had happened to me when I was that age, I think me and my mum may have murdered each other. Yeah. I was just out all the time, just gone, gone, gone. And actually, I think my parents were quite relieved I was out. Yeah. So um I think it's it, it's like a. I'm glad it hasn't happened to me at that age, but I do feel desperately sorry. My niece and nephew are um, 16 and 19. Oh, Bless them. They yeah, are, no, you see, mad. in
1: many ways, because um, we've worked the whole way through lockdown for 10 days when you just couldn't get flowers.
0: Yeah,
1: straight after Mother's Day, um, we've worked with a very religious team, um, but we've worked the whole way through. So I don't feel I've experienced lockdown in the same way that a lot of other people have um so I feel very lucky well I feel very lucky that the business has been able to function that I've been able to go out to work yeah um but for so many people then I keep remembering like you haven't even really been outside do you know what I mean it's just it's a very different experience so yeah
0: but but I think you're you're very lucky to have been able to to go to work and um uh, and and I'm I'm a little bit envious. I popped to the to the garden centre yesterday, and there was a young guy in there. And I said, I'm really jealous of you being able to carry on working. And he said, Oh, he said I'm not. And I said, Tell you what, should we swap for a day? You can go home and yeah. teach my two children. He went, Oh no, actually, yeah, it's all right. And yeah. I think people are getting a little bit down about their situations. But then if you no, look absolutely. At it, you know, I, I mean, it's
1: just,
0: it's a roller coaster of emotions.
1: And I feel well, obviously very very lucky and i like i thank my lucky star in fact i go back to um when i started in floristry and i chose the path to do retail floristry and it was at that time that many well it was probably a year after i started that um like event floristry really started to come up and then i feel like there was maybe a bit of snobbery over retail florist florist retail floristry was old-fashioned and you know vent floristry studio floristry was where to be it was all cool people and all that i thank my lucky star there you know that i stuck with retail because um yeah as a business we've been able to survive this and and in some ways i think it's um it's brought by right the important High Street's been decimated, but the independents, like the butchers and the greengrocers and the independent florists that are there, like Bunstead High Street where we are, I mean, all those businesses have, flo- and that's lovely. And the support for the High Street where we are has, has been amazing. And I'm sure I, I think you guys have, whenever I've listened to your podcasts and um, on your Instagram, um, that that's been amazing. So I am incredibly grateful that I did choose the route to go retail because at the beginning you were have I done the right thing having not and do you know what I mean everybody else seems to be doing events studio floristry um
0: so that oh. leads us quite nicely <laughs> into like asking you uh about your beginnings then and about how you started and I know you had a career before floristry um so tell us about the end of that career and coming into floristry and why you chose the retail side of it
1: Right. So my career, my career started. I went to college did hotel management. Um, I probably could, and then I did this journey that is so far from. But but actually, I think all the bits come back together. I did hotel management. I came back. Uh, back. I did that in Edinburgh. I came back to Northern Ireland, and I worked in hotel management. Um, for a couple of years, I loved it, but I hated the fact when I was off, everybody, all my friends were working, and vice, and vice. Versa. So I then got into PR and event management, which was tend to be more business meetings, that sort of thing. So you were off at weekends, and that was great. So I did that, and then I ended up in the world of pharmaceuticals working as a business rep for Novartis, covering all the independent pharmacies in Northern Ireland. And then I um I got a promotion which brought me over to England into the trade marketing and event so I worked in pharmaceuticals for oh I can't remember, oh t- uh, about 10 years and then it was when I was working in pharmaceuticals uh, I loved it I've always been passionate about everything I've done and I couldn't do a job without being passionate but I've always had this I always have this idea that I would love to have my own business but you know what to have my own business in I wasn't going to be a pharmacist, I was going to be pharmaceuticals. <laughs> um, so um, my mum died, um, and when I went back to Northern Ireland, I was doing organising the funeral. Um, at the wake afterwards, um, a lot of friends said to me, How come you didn't go into floristry like your mum and your grandmother, Lily? And I stopped and I thought, oh, I, was like, I didn't have a good answer. And um, But people were like, but you're so creative as a child. You used to make all your own clothes. You used to make all these amazing cakes. You used to do all these creative arts and crafts. And um, you've obviously got that creative gene, like your mum and your grandmother. And it got me thinking. And I think like a lot of people, when somebody that close to you died, and I'm an only child, so it was a really big thing for me to lose my mum. Um. So when I came back to Northern Ireland, or sorry, when I came back to England, um, I, I really started thinking about why, hadn't I gone into floristry? And maybe I should go and explore this um, thing that my mum and my grandmother Lily did that they seemed to get a big kick out of. Um, and so I signed up for the Jane Packer career course and I did that. And I honestly, it was like a light bulb moment when I went. First, the first workshop was how to gift wrap flowers. I mean, you weren't even really properly designing them. Um, But it was just like holding them and touching them and and seeing the incredible flowers. Like I think it was delphinium, like lovely long lengths of delphinium and clematis. And I was just, oh, my God, there's something. I just, something clicked so and then it made me think well my my mum and my dad had both had their own businesses because she'd been a florist and my dad had been a, he'd been an auctioneer so I thought you know there's obviously um there's something there that we're all shopkeepers in the family and mm. um, so I started thinking I wonder could this be what my business could be in so um, continued doing the course, Um, did all the various, I think it was over the, the, the course of a year and I started looking at businesses to buy because I decided, I made a decision, I was 42 coming in, I wasn't a 24 year old and I think the way I saw it um, was you either invest the money up front and buy an established business and then take that where you want to go, or you, but you start your business from scratch and you're going to need a lot of, you're going to need the money behind you to fund the front end while you get yourself going. And it just, it felt to me, I, I basically took my pension that I'd earned through pharmaceuticals and, and I put, I, I had a pot of money and I went out to find a florist shop to buy um and I looked at a lot of flower shops and was very very disillusioned and then um the agent phoned me and said there's a flower shop come up for sale in Banstead and I was like where's Banstead I mean it's only like I was in Surbiton at the time it was only it's only about 10 miles away he explained he says um would you like to go and see it and I was like okay so what's it called can I look it up and it's, he said it's called Mad Lilies mm-hmm. and I was like Oh well, I'm going to have to go and see it because my grandmother was called Lily, um, and that was um that was how I ended up with Mad Lily's. I, w- I walked in, um, to see it. Lee was the owner at the time, uh, and I yeah, ju- I just fell in love with the shop then and there. Um, but that took about another. I'm going to say I think it was six seven months. Um to buy the shop by the time everything went through but lee was very lee was very good and he let me so i finished my career in pharmaceuticals in the september and i started in the october and i did a handover with him and i took the shop over on the first of february so i was doing like the experience you know and that that was invaluable and lee was an amazing florist himself he now um he works for van de Plass. he's the agent oh. for van de Plass here and that's who i still buy my flowers oh. from um so uh and i kept the name mad Lily's because the name i'd come up with for my i'd done my business plan everything it was going to be the gathering rooms because you gather people together you gather flowers but the name I'd, i had to keep up because uh, to me it was like a sign from my grandmother lily who'd been the first florist in our family so So that's how Mad Lilies came to be.
0: I think the name Mad Lilies is is like really suits you and your business. It really does. Like the gathering room is lovely, but Mad Lilies is just yeah. It's I had thought it was a bit cheesy
1: to begin with, but I think then we did we did a rebrand and the original rebrand. I got my cousin Lily to do who's a designer, and she was named after my grandmother, Lily. So that, it was, you know, it was mm. lovely how everything tied together. And um, yeah, and then, so I could you imagine? So I took over the shop the 1st of February and then did Valentine's. Oh my God. Unbelievable. And <laughs> I was very lucky Lee came back to help us do that. But it was just, it, it's a busy retail flower shop. Mm. It's, um, and it, it was just baptism of fire. I think if you told me what it was going to be like, um, would I have done it because it was really it not for the faint-hearted it's like holding your nose and jumping off a clip I ha- had a really secure job in pharmaceuticals really good salary lovely bonuses and then you give it all up
2: but I love what I do I don't know I could go back to working for anybody now <laughs> oh, definitely not definitely not and you've got your lovely team around you did, did oh yeah it, your team uh are, are they are there some there that were there in that transitional period at the beginning
1: um are there some that I'm trying to think now of the team um I think no they're all built by yourself so yeah you, yeah it's amazing. all kind of evolved because yeah. some people um there was some some of the floors that were there retired mm. off, um um after i took it over um well, well actually no Kat still was well, she kind of freelances for us and um, but she moved on to cornwall and she moved back up um so no no the, the team's kind of evolved over time but the core team's been there i would say the core team we've been together for about four years now and they are i feel i'm Madeline's custodian and one day mm-hmm. i'll pass mad Lillies on somebody else mad Lillies is more than one person it's not the allison high show mad Lillies is about the amazing team that is the mad Lillies team it really and without them nothing is possible it really isn't
0: i just yeah so you could, I love, because you've got quite a few elements to your business yeah. so do your team kind of does everybody help in every area or if you kind of if you divvy them all divvy them up so somebody's more in charge of one area than another yeah
1: so bex is the manager and so she um bex bex came from she was jane packer and then she's Philip craddock and then she came to us so she's a wealth of the one thing that the team have in common is they all have a love for retail floristry they've all worked in the events business and retail but they all adore retail floristry and i think it's it's the 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 changes you have as you run through retail you know no two days it's say it. well no two days in floristry are the same no matter what florist you're in um so um bex she's the manager and so she would manage the team and she at the moment is managing the weddings with carrie Kerry. carrie's our admin superstar and um, so carrie's not actually in the shop but um she's able because the wedding's like mm. up to five sets of changes we just couldn't do that in the lockdown and then half the team you know were furloughed and so without Kerry we couldn't do that but Bex she manages the weddings for the time being um as in the inquiries and the quotes usually it's shared between Bex and I and then on the day it's either Bex or I heads up the wedding um and then um, Katie is she looks looks after the shop and the at-home aspect mm. of the shop, which is all the, the gift and homeware. And then we have Andy, she looks after the workshop. She's Jane There's a lot of Jane and that hasn't yeah. been intentional, but it's like if you if you, you trace our root spot, you'll find there's a Jane Parker root there somewhere. Um then Annette, she's in the workroom, Jill's in the workroom jane helps with the coordination of the weddings and deliveries and then russell's just joined the team he's our all singing all dancing uh delivery driver because um he's come to us from the west end oh yes so he can sing us a good song so in the middle of lockdown and everything because obviously that's all closed down and so um yeah so that that's the team and everybody can you know valentine's I am so proud of the team and so blown away at how they work as such a cohesive team. And they're almost like tag team. It's like somebody's really like busy in one area. You know, they all look out for each other, and it's amazing how how they come together, especially at the busy times like Valentine's. They just a force to be reckoned with. (laughs) Definitely,
2: and it's a credit. It's a credit to you and your team and how how you work because it takes it takes a lot to build a team that can bounce off of each other and understand what needs to be done?
1: Yeah, well, I think when, when we've recruited, it's always the most important element for me is to know how they will slot into the team. For me, it's I'm not so interested um, where they've worked before. It's knowing they've got that creative element because if we know that they've got a skill set of floristry and they've got a creative element... Um, then they'll fit into the team but that, that's because we've got such a tight amazing team dynamic um, it's really important that if a new, somebody is joining the team that they're going to fit in because I can't have a, because you can do long hours you are working under pressure you, you it's just everything to have you know that team but you know they're actually just a really lovely bunch of girls and guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, because we have lots of freelancers, amazing freelancers, um, that that come and come and help us. Um, like Liz of Blue Sky, she'll oh, come down. And, like, there's so there's so many amazing florists, so, and we all help each other. Um, it was uh like chapel designers that I did. I'm trying to remember how many years ago that was. Oh. I want to say it was 2015 I met the most amazing group of florists at that and that was um that was a big change for me because it was really retail floristry at that the shop was running in Mm. and but I wanted to do more weddings but um doing chapel designers that really 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 helped me um with the confidence but I met Liz of Blue Sky there and Beth of Forbes Field and jane of weddings and events Carol. well I, thought, oh, I could go i could go on and on just so amazing and we all help each other you know i i've been up to yorkshire to help jane when she's big weddings jane's been done and done weddings liz helped us through mother's day last
0: year don't know if we got through up without liz um it, so the yeah. chapel the chapel designers then for anybody that doesn't know it's a yeah. group of it's a group of <laughs> you and you go and you learn don't you and you do yeah, relations and is it oh yeah. I got it wrong tell, tell
1: us well yeah it. no it was a workshop I mean it hasn't been done in the UK for a couple of years now but it's Holly Hyder Chapel um it was a workshop and I think there was 14 of us in the first one and it's learning like big mechanics that's where I learned how to do hoopas um and it's also you've got to be a business owner to um to to, to do the chapel designers and then they have like a Facebook page Afterwards, um, they share a lot of mechanics and it, it's a supportive group, um, but you share openness and about the pricing and the costings. And I mean, before I did Chapel Designers, I think we were charging like 50 points for delivery and setup. up. Mm-hmm. And then, you, you know, you learn. Yeah, no, exactly. Mm-hmm. Where um, I remember Holly said in America, they charge 20 percent. And I'm, we, we all went, oh, I can't, yeah. I can't think that's <laughs> going to be happening over here. But it has taught it. it these sharing collaboratively with a group of people and discuss. You know, everybody was like, "Oh my God, we we'll never get you know, you wouldn't be able to get away with that." But once you start breaking down, how many florists have you got there? Time per hour, mileage, all of that. So you start to get a lot more confidence, and a, a whole lot of floristry owners together discussing that. And then they've got they've uh, amazing. They had amazing speakers, um, at. Uh, you know uh, i'm trying to remember some of the speakers now yeah. there's Robin, <laughs> Robin honey, robbie honey was there um there was lot lots of amazing speakers that were um and they discussed it, it's a very open environment for you to discuss and be honest and really talk about business and the pitfalls the highs the lows and and just learnings and no, like I have most of them on speed dial and like anytime it's all going shaped, like what would you do um and somebody has the answer there because they've all and if any one of them was to phone and say oh my god this I need you know, I'm there in a in a heartbeat you, we've all got each other's backs amazing group yeah
0: that's lovely that's really yeah. lovely I love to hear stories about people in uh similar or the same businesses working as a team rather than against each other because you I think you can either see each other as competition or you can see each other as
1: competition every day every day Uh, um and in fact we put this group together because most of the groups and I'm not a member of that many groups but I mean there's so much and through lockdown lots of groups have been formed, but incredible um most of them were like wedding groups and then obviously weddings what weddings this year last year um, I put a group together of just good friends that were retail florists, literally put it together. Um it, no, sorry, about four weeks before lockdown happened. And it was six retail florists and we're in a WhatsApp group together and I don't know what we would have done because like Shannon, the flower line, she like once we went into lockdown, like she was figuring out furlough, how that worked. And then she put into that. So we all knew because we were all flower shopkeepers. Um, so that's and going into Valentine's. Like we we're talking about the price of Lizzie. What prices, prices what would you charge for this? One? Do you know what I mean? We're all retail. Well, there's six of us in it. And um, that that's been, you know, amazing support it's that having that support no am I doing this right what are yeah. you doing what do you think I think there's something to bounce off to you know assess. does this seem right to you yeah, yeah. It's a good thing to have
0: that. that's actually really important at all stages of business isn't it if you're starting out you kind of need to find your little group of people near you for help and advice and, and everything don't you and there are like you say there are so many groups that have set up Facebook groups uh, during lockdown, but even before lockdown, there are so many like everyone can find some help, can't they? Like no the lov- yeah the lovely flower owner group I always think is the first one that I found when I was struggling along in my own little shop you know and then you find a group and you're like oh there's people like me mm-hmm. I know
1: I know and it's so important because I think th- I don't know that I could ever have been an event or studio floor my oh I I just need to be with the team that that's and it's horses for courses isn't it um and um but having having a group of people and um yeah, that's really, really important to, to have that. Yeah, I can go and work on my own.
2: Oh, no, definitely. I mean, you say you've obviously you've got your team. Are you very much hands-on with the floristry? So I would say, realistically and honestly, mm-hmm. I only get to do the
1: floristry about 20% of the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm very hands-on. Um, like I did make the case this weekend, but mostly I'm the helicopter over the whole, yeah. like doing all the buying of the flowers um and check it you know the the orders coming in because the volume i, I think we're going to have to think about how we do it next year because <laughs> this year but i think it was very different this year people couldn't go out so it was just a bit crazy um so i've I become at the busy times i become like the helicopter mm-hmm. um on the weddings um, weddings is either Bex or I will head up and if one of us is heading up we'll be the florist that see it through mm. to completion but on weddings so, um, uh, I will always try and make the bride of bouquet if it's if it's the wedding I've done the briefing of and mm. um, I'll maybe make a table centre up and say right that's how I like but I'll do the recipes mm. um, I'll do the flower buying but there's the practicality and I think that's a decision you have to make and it's I struggle to, I, I think you've got to make that decision. If you're up for some people, what they want to do, the flowers all the time. Mm. What I, I think I look at the bigger picture, which is the team getting to the end goal. And so I become the helicopter more of the time. So honestly, I probably only get to do the flowers 20% of the time, but that's enough to feed my creativity and doing the recipes and the flowers and seeing how, And listen, I have this amazing team. Out, I, I they're amazing florists um you know there's definitely definitely stronger florists in the team than me so it you know it's and i think we all played our strengths yeah. at the time so i mean arches are my thing i love the big arches and the chandeliers so i will always probably lead that's my strength and then if you want a big wow if you want something big and over the top it's definitely bex <laughs> <laughs> she finds it the ask Bex to do something small and neat it's not it's not going to Bex has got to go big so but you know different members of the team and then um button corsages and that's right. yeah and I think that. well at busy times it's it's maybe you're not all doing what you ideally want to do it's like let's play to everybody mm.
2: that's part of um, building a successful team though isn't it and and managing a successful team is that yeah. knowing what people are best at and yeah. divvying out the jobs and getting it done because it's it like you say it's not about just about you it's all about what's your business as a whole and what is best for the yeah, business
1: absolutely and mm. it's about us getting to the end yeah. in
2: one piece
1: intact
2: still <laughs> but it's
1: crazy because you know sometimes you do the shop can be busy and sometimes you can have three weddings going out um so a lot of planning a lot of planning the 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 team laugh at me and my spreadsheets love a good spreadsheet but i don't think i'd be able we wouldn't be able to do all of this but it's i suppose i started talking to you at the start of the interview by you know doing the event management um doing the trademark marketing has really played in to doing the weddings and mm. the spreadsheets and the organizing and the budgeting and the closet all those things that through my career through it all it all seems to have come together yeah. to
0: play those I pull skills up. those skills that you got from the event management are you're probably finding absolutely uh, invaluable absolutely now. Weddings. yeah
1: because a lot of the weddings i find it's more a lot of it comes down to the logistics yes uh, timings um and you have lots of it it's firefighting and initiative that's another important thing i always say you know if a new member's coming into the team that they've got initiative because things happen shit happens on the day it doesn't go the way it's being able to think in your feet right that's not going to work what is going to work how do we fix this how do we fix this quickly um and that that's really and i think the team are all really strong if you can't do it that way what do you
0: yeah, I think that that's as well. That's like a creative mind. I think if you have a creative mind, you are able to think about uh, mm. problems in, in a different way and you're able to, to get around them. And if you've got a whole load of people that all think that way, like you can get by with anything. I think that I think I've learned through doing floristry is just don't panic. If something falls yeah. over, if something goes wrong, if something does something breaks, you're gonna How find you're gonna find a, a conclusion that there will be something you can do because there is no option for it not going right. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. No, there is. There is absolutely no, um, yeah, and things can go wrong. The weather can be against you. Um, there's just so much with and I also understand like a friends in retail floristry that they don't want I've got more friends wanting to step away from the weddings this year than um, what because what's happened and I think also because people have had time out and they haven't had all the weekends and the you know the breakdowns of the weddings I don't think any of us have missed those breakdowns and I think what I us definitely in the last two years is to delegate more and it's like um that's really important so like we will be trying to outsource for the breakdowns of the weddings i just i can't i don't want to break the team trying to work them so hard because we've got all these weddings stacking up that have started to i mean because we had a load of weddings in last year that have moved to this year and now they're moving into that so we at this moment five weddings in this year are they going to stay? do you know because we were already quite booked anyway but mm. they're kind of spreading out but um, we're having it, it, yeah you, you, you have to learn to delegate more and bring more specialists in to do to do the various elements whether that's mm. set up whether that's breakdown and it does cost money but sanity mm. for yeah. me I want, I want to still enjoy I don't want forestry, the break me, do you know this yeah. the yeah. break me that I'm gonna stop enjoying it and at the moment I still look forward to going into work each day.
0: So that is lovely. That is um, lovely.
2: Well you're not just in any old shop though, are you? When you say you're a retail florist, it's not just any old shop because I mean we haven't been able to come down and visit you, but your shop Monday, one day, one yes, day your yes, shop I just want to walk through it and buy everything there because you're, you've obviously got your flowers and then you've got a really kind of strong homeware collection as well. And um, so that's kind of
1: evolved over a couple yeah.
2: of years. Um, and I suppose it's looking at the retail space.
1: And I mean, the retail space costs a lot to be in a in high street. And when you're not busy with the weddings, I mean, it's like looking at the, the space and thinking that space has to earn. It's for me. Mm. Uh, because rent in in a high street and rates is is expensive. you've got to sell a lot of floor stems to cover that Um so we started bringing in um just a few bits and pieces we have- wanted you know whether, whether it was gorgeous candlesticks you know we we're buying the cuckoo candlestick. The people like oh can i buy those so we started stocking more of those and um then we went to the top drawer show and um we found lots of lovely candles we started stocking plum and ashby, and we kind of the more you get into it, the more you figure out your customer and what your customer wants but everything for us it has to kind of feel to it like you're not going to find us doing jewellery jewellery I just don't feel it's going yeah. to fit but we do plants and plant pots and lots of lovely different vases. and then we do obviously the candles and the candlesticks
2: and there's so much detail that you have there though as well because you've got the most beautiful match boxes oh yes like, <laughs> even down to the tiniest detail like I was thinking oh my god that's just genius because a beautiful candle deserves beautiful yeah. matches you know it's it's, yeah. it's I love what you gift. source yeah I love uh, what you source
1: well it's um so Katie Katie's in charge of mm. and she does amazing displays I mean like if I'm working from home on a Monday and uh, it's amazing she's she'll like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get um the shop all sorted and we and we, we love a change around We're like chillin yeah. chillin mm-hmm. everything you know? <laughs> And I'll come in and I'll be like, Oh my god, this is amazing. Look, you've changed do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know, it just all looks right. And Kitty's got an amazing eye for that. And we were also taught so we were collaboratively a lot of other local businesses. So we started working with Claire of Turmeric House. She's a stylist. And I asked her to come to the shop and would she restyle it and and merchandise? What could be like? Because I think you can learn a lot from others. Mm. And Claire came in and she started putting colours together and layers and it's all... And we now do that. Um, and, And we just think how people would purchase gifts and we want and we wanted really to stock a range um an eclectic range and we wanted to inspire people we wanted people to think oh i need to get a birthday present where can i go Uh, oh i'll go to madaly's madaly's at home i don't want something there but i want something a little bit different so basically when something gets stocked in john lewis or main high street um we'll tend to delist Mm. Um, on the whole, because we want to have, we want people to walk in and be able to buy things that they don't see everywhere else. Now, it's not it's not true of all items, but we try to go with that, and we try to stock a, a lot of British. It's not all British. We stock a lot of Danish. They so. like we brought the Esther and Eric candles, and oh, oh my god! Well, who knew a candle could be so popular? Uh. And that came off the back of the weddings. Yeah, um, and then it, we we. Uh, bungalow we stock some of their stuff. So, so i'm really into the danish products at the moment um but shipping is now starting to cost a lot of money with the whole Brexit, yeah. uh things so we'll see where that all flattens out too but i mean it's always trying to find new things and that takes mm. a lot of time
0: so you and your um homeware was it do you say it was katie 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 looks do you after you two them? go and do all the buying together do you yeah two, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we go. those <laughs> fairs are amazing, aren't they? I don't
1: yeah. know how you well, reinvent Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we look, um, there's, um, we also stalk a lovely magazine, ninety one magazine, which yeah. is an interiors magazine. And Caroline lives in Bunstead and she's Northern Irish too. So, um, you try to take inspiration, and Instagram is really great for taking inspiration because you can find smaller smaller Mm. brands now have a platform
0: yeah
1: Um, and 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 you can british brands i think you can find um more eclectic things more easily now Mm. um but the trade shows are i think the trade shows you've got to really look through them because the big names are there and they kind of take And um, you know you've got you've got to yeah it takes quite a lot of time to do a trade show. I, I love a trade show
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's
1: certain stands you always want to go to like the bungalow and the cuckoo
2: we love the yeah, cuckoo
0: yeah um absolutely
2: and yeah. i was wondering do you ship nationwide on your homeware as well we ship nationwide
1: yeah um so we used to ship on the floors, but as sure as all florists will testify careers are a nightmare and when they mess up they don't replace the floors. Yeah, when they mess up they do so and i just i really struggle with customer complaints um I I I take it so so personally. And I get really upset about them, and um, I just, it's just not worth the pain of because when a customer gets flowers sent to them and they're not how they were expecting them, rightly to be, and the, the couriers turn them upside down or bash them, what whatever, and um, so we stopped doing the flowers. So but we do um do own the gift and the homeware um which has been it's been pretty good we've had a couple of issues with um the astroneric candles because they're so fragile mm. um and but i do think they must be dropping bricks yeah yeah but um yeah we do sh- it's difficult to ship to northern ireland because it and again, Brexit doesn't help. Um, Costs then going up. So I think we need to do more work on looking at the couriers and the pricing. And, you know, that's all getting so competitive. But um, through lockdown, I mean, oh, my God. So, like, we got the grant, um, the same as other retail floors, did, and we put that into online because... I think online's jumped forward five years. I think it was it Theopathy as that said that. Um, and So we we've moved lilies at home, the homeware, onto Shopify. So we invested quite heavily in the middle of lot painful to do that, but it's amazing mm. um to have that now. Um, at the flowers are because of logistics at the back end of the floristry website and various different software that that goes into for deliveries we can't have the flowers over there um but if anybody's doing retail i i yeah i can thoroughly thoroughly recommend it It just that's a game that's been a game changer and it was so worthwhile investing in that
0: it's kind of future proofing your business as well isn't it if so if, if anybody can go online with with certain things because who's to say this virus isn't going to kind of keep on coming back over the next few years or something else is going to happen and, you know, and you're going to need to kind of move, move online but for you. It's already now set up and you've been using it and you've worked out any kinks and it's just, you know, you're going to be able to carry yeah, on.
1: It definitely. I think it's uh, my advice to anybody out there, but you need to have an on, you need to make it as easy as possible for customers to buy your product and online. Is is that is that platform is that window, um yeah absolutely it's and it has been our saving grace because we we lost half our revenue, Mm -hmm. um with the weddings but the flower shop and because of the online, um we um we've managed to recover you know a lot of revenue through the shop and we've we've been really lucky that we've been able to push that part of the business and we've had to but we're lucky that we've had that um that we can and the at home yeah it's going really well <laughs> it's concerned now is when the weddings come back <laughs> oh. but i don't think people will be purchasing as as yes they'll be purchasing online no, their options are limited at the moment mm. um like for valentine's you know i absolutely understand and i think mother's day will be the same you know mm. i know i, I now need to make a decision because there's all this talk going on that the shops may be open for oh. mother's day and i'm like ah oh, because i've planned in my head how to do mother's day through lockdown and not letting the customers in and i've tomorrow i'm going to make a decision
0: um i i feel though with the with the pandemic you know there have been there've been dates put out there for things happening and then they've been moved yeah. back again and i and I, I think if you planned to be online or for collection only at the door like make your door into a counter i think yeah. that is a really that's exactly i think even ahead. if
1: we are open are like because mm. it's too for me i'm thinking at the moment it's too hard to control only three people in the shop we'd have to put like a bouncer a security you know somebody on yeah. the door because usually, Mother's Day, we have a queue out the door from 9am to about half four on Mother's Day. Mother's Day is our biggest day of the year. And like last year was was different because we were just about to go. Oh, it's like that was I was like Armageddon for me. But wow. it's like living on your. in that week. um, But. Yeah I think I'm going to make the decision so whether we're, we're going to do it from behind closed doors and we'll, we'll you know we'll maybe put a display of flowers that you can purchase at the door but I just because you got you can't um you've got to make plans now for me it's yeah it's yeah, just too much.
2: We're four weeks out aren't we and you're yeah, still down no, exactly. the as to what's happening. happening. And there's
1: yeah. just so much planning and I've got to start the range for that and then the ordering and that's just
0: and um, you, me, we had a brief chat on the phone last week and you mentioned about how you'd worked it with your team so that you would never let people down with funerals and things like that. So, And so I suppose you can't have everybody in on Mother's Day in case yeah. in case everyone's together. Because what do, you've split everybody in two groups, haven't you? So we had split...
1: And after Christmas, whenever we went into the next lockdown that we're currently in... And obviously we're in Surrey and um, where the rates were very high. Um, I had a concern that if one of the team got tra- got a track and trace, it would mean the whole team, because we work together all the time. Um, or if somebody tested positive, that would close the whole, that would close the you know, us down for two weeks. And because we constantly have, I just can't let people with funerals down Mm. so what we did is we split the team into a blue team and a green team so there's usually six of us in so we did three three in monday tuesday wednesday and then the other three thursday friday saturday um and we had been like that till valentine's week where we just couldn't we just couldn't do it like that but then the rates on covid are reducing so we felt more confident to come back but um yeah, there's just been so much change and the team have been so good and so accommodating through all the changes and they they really have each other's backs. Um and we just yeah, we just want to get out the other I want get back to Borough. I mean, kitty Kitty was furloughed in 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 the first whenever the first big lockdown, kitty was like, please don't furlough me. Uh- I was, like, I was like, I don't, don't, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's people really. I, I have such a, um, a, a, a great appreciation for the fact that I've been able to work through the whole of of lockdown because I can't even start to imagine what I would be like if I hadn't been able to work. <laughs> um,
0: do you think you would have filling and everything? It's so tough. You would have probably you probably stayed at home and then had to redecorate and redo this oh, and redo yeah, that and I, you'd have knocked walls down because you wouldn't be able to sit still. No, I probably would have
1: started another business. I just I'm not very good. I'm not very good with downtime. Yeah. <laughs> no, so.
0: Well, I just think it's brilliant that you've managed to to keep on going. And I and I love to hear um, and see, you know, we're all on social media, so you can follow other people's businesses. And I love to see the people that have adapted and have changed or have managed to carry on because it gives me a lot of hope that that we're not all going under. I think at the beginning no, I... of, you know, when we realised it was going to go on for a while, I just had this yeah. massive panic that so many people were going to go under and, I know, and it the is... world wouldn't come back
1: it's so it's so tough um, and i do, i do go through phases sort of feeling guilty that the biz, the our business is doing okay when i know so many of my friends and businesses that are are you feel guilty that mm. your business is but then I have to think about my team. My team all have mortgages and rent, and you know, I have that's a huge responsibility.
2: Yeah. I was and just I about to that say that. It's, seriously. Yeah, it's not just you. You're 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 basically having to feed them so they can feed their yeah. things and their families and their mortgages and and you yeah. know, paying for their cars, paying for their bills, paying for their heating. It's and it all yeah. it all lies with you.
1: No, absolutely. So the best thing I can do is is to ensure that we've a sustainable business Mm. you know going forward yeah we can all continue to work and um, hopefully get out of this and back to some sort of normality
0: we will not too
1: distant future
0: yeah we will we will (laughs) our our vaccination rates are really good and you know once we get down to everybody you know 50 and above then the infection rate is going to you know or the death rate is going to go right down and we'll all feel yeah, a I bit safer f- about getting out and as soon as I can get my bloody children back to school I can start <laughs> feeling a bit more human as well
1: I know I think parents have a whole
0: new appreciation for um teachers now don't they? Oh My god. <laughs> oh my god teachers are amazing but I think it's not just it's not just um well, it's the, the teachers are amazing yes but I think uh when kids go to school they're in the mindset that they're going there and they're going to do what their friends do and they're all going to sit down and they're going to learn and when they're at home it's like I don't listen to mum like mum makes the snacks like mum tells me to go and wash behind my ears you know mum's telling me stuff all the time so I'm not going to listen to her she's not miss so and routine for them as well isn't
1: it people need routine and
0: yeah yeah yeah, yes. yeah. my um my uh mother-in-law's just had her vaccine and it now feels comfortable enough to make a childcare bubble with me and the kids and honestly I feel like doing a little dance like I just know that oh. one day maybe two days a week I'm gonna be able to go and garden and I don't have to make dinner <laughs>
1: oh, that's I know my dad's back in northern Ireland. I haven't seen my poor dad since for over a year oh. So we've put the ferry back at Easter and I'm praying he's, crossed. he's been vaccinated and I, um he's got his second job coming. So um I'm praying, praying that we can make that ferry trip. Oh uh, my god back at Easter and
0: get to see my dad. Well yeah. I'll keep everything crossed for you. <laughs> Absolutely everything. And these moments, these moments are going to feel amazing when they happen. We all just need to like sit tight you know hopefully it'll happen at easter but if it's a few weeks later it's just going to be amazing yeah. isn't it i just um yeah i can't wait for it to be honest i think we've all
1: many things that we've we've missed and you know we've just led different different lives in the last year and yeah i think at the start i just feel it's i do feel it's like a year that's been lost yeah. is that the
2: right i, I just
1: no, it does like it is the lost year,
0: year. i'm lost not
2: counting year. it I'm not counting it. No, no, no. Seriously, I'm not counting it because um, I turned forty last year, and I refuse. <laughs> right, listen. I refuse to be forty-one this year when I haven't even had a a, a year when it doesn't the non-existent year. I'm not going to no. I'm forty again this year. That's the plan. Oh, I'm just not going to
0: tell have done anyone. That. I that, have that's. Done that. I was forty-one definitely... at the beginning of this year, so maybe. I... I had because I had my 40th at the beginning of last year. I did manage my trip of a lifetime to go and visit my best friend in Australia just before lockdown. Just before
1: lockdown. Though so mm. I do
0: feel like I had my bit of 40th celebration, whereas Vic missed out on anything. But yes, in the last year, I managed to home hair dye my hair orange and I'm wearing I'll stretchy grey joggers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like, I just need hairdressers. Like Boris, forget about getting the schools Aww. back and everything. Just get the hairdressers back. And oh he God. needs it more than anybody. Oh my <laughs> God.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. I know my hair's never been so long. I don't do long hair.
0: <laughs> oh, it's no. a
2: nightmare. I, I messaged my hairdresser the other day and I was like, is there anything? Is there anything is there a- I can do? She goes, your hair will go orange. Just leave it and put a hat on. Yeah. But she's I- wearing a hat all the time. Anyway, enough about hair and COVID. <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. Um <laughs> So you have your retail, you, yeah. You do your weddings when you have your weddings, yeah. You do funerals, yes. And when you can, you you run workshops also, yes. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about the kind of workshops that you run.
1: So we do workshops, hobbyist workshops um, for local people, um, and we do workshops. To um, Andy now runs the workshops. She used to do the workshops at the Empire. Um, and we do the most popular one. Well, obviously Christmas is a super popular Christmas wreath. Um, but we do, uh, the, the hand tie is always very popular. We do vase designs, teach people grid technique. Ultimately, the objective for us doing the workshops is to share the passion, and install some um, skills to people that attend and hopefully they get the passion and then they will return to us and that is what happens they become really good customers and you know while they may buy something look, i know people are going to buy the flowers everywhere it's convenience from the supermarkets but when it's a special occasion um you don't want supermarket flowers for a special mm-hmm. occasion i would like to think that you know they'll come to us and we teach them how to condition the flowers we get more on the flowers, and then we've got the homeware range so various different vases um and then obviously we do all the wreath classes Mm. and we're thinking about um so we're thinking a bit at the moment should we do a zoom workshop but obviously we've had valentine's we've had mother's day and then we'll see but we could we did some corporate zoom workshops for corporate so we've just been asked about another one so that's really good fun where well, we'll send the kits the flowers like yeah. so we did the the christmas wreath kit so that was oh god that was that it's was a bit I expect that to be as popular as it was so it's really great when yeah. something takes off and then it takes off a little bit too well it's like easy <laughs> easy um i know and um and we are considering, and we've done tablescape courses where we've brought, so we do yeah. a lot of collaborations with um, a gorge furniture interiors place called Louise Grace. And we use, they've got barns for the furniture, so they let us uh, run workshops up there. And we've done tablescapes up there, we've done photo shoots up there um and uh we're also thinking about whether should should we do demonstrations on you know a floor bomb a suspended hanging floor bomb or a floral chandelier but i've never kind of i mean there's that are teaching other florists and doing floristry courses. And are, there's lots of amazing people out there. Um, I have no desire to get in
2: into that. We're really mainly all about dealing with consumer. Yeah. And, also, and also bringing your community together. Yeah. that's what it is. It's getting through the door and, and making a buzz about the place. Yeah. And everything and, seems so beautifully linked as well. You know, you've got your cl- classes, your flowers, your homeware, and it's all just... It's yeah. just it's building the hub of hub of it around, you know, building a bit of noise. Hmm. We try to think
1: to try to find things that work, and when they work, how does that link over so that it all it feels like it all works hmm. seamlessly? Yeah. I'm not sure that it all does work. Oh, <laughs> we're
0: sure we, it does.
1: No, yeah, yeah. but we we, uh, we have that at the back of our minds. Um, it's sometimes it's just sometimes, and I think about this amount of wedding things still to be done so i'm just uh, there's so much more we want to do Mm -hmm. and i think my brain races off the team all joke with me she's done another rabbit hole in fact (laughs) where is it (laughs) kerry kerry bought me oh no where is it there was uh she bought me a noob oh yeah this is what i oh they on
0: the rabbit hole the rabbit rabbit. hole brilliant
1: the rabbit hole i go they all joke with me that oh my god, get she's done another round. Alison get out of the rabbit hole because my brain just I guess it's a creative brain. And I was like, oh, we could do this, we could do that. I was like, back in the room But so You've
0: got people around you that can either bring you down to earth or can help you make it happen. Yeah. Like, honestly, I could fill a notebook, I could fill your notebook with things that I think we should do, things that I should do, things that Vic should do. I can sit there and think and listen to other people talk and I have all these ideas about what they should do. But yeah, Jess even finds that
2: you might even get some messages after this because... <laughs> Jess likes you after we after we have a, a chat on the podcast she likes to message the person who we spoke to and offer them advice.
0: No it happened once I was having a really great idea about somebody's about what they could do so <laughs> It just me. felt like I should I, I had all this idea uh, for people that they should look at and things that they could do so I, I did write a big email but yeah he's quite a, a big capable florist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I think that do you know I think that's great do you know if you can see something I mean you can't see everything I mean yeah. I, I yeah people people give me advice all the time I love that um, you know I think it's great yeah I for
0: think it. we're all so aware of um of uh different people and what they're doing and all these different ideas and I think we're becoming a Uh, a nation of self-employed aren't we people that have to create their own futures and uh if you can take a bit of uh, inspiration or advice from somebody else you should take it because I think we're all going to need to create our own futures I think we. I know I think it is a very different it's a
1: different world we're going into for sure um and I I I do think you know yeah I, I I do think about London in particular and I think how quiet that and i do worry about re i do genuinely worry about retail florists up there although you still you know london is a big area and there's lots of people living in those areas so like where we felt we've really ourselves being much busier during the week because all those people that would have commuted up to london aren't there at home they tend to go out and shop. so when we were open we saw like quite a big uplift mm. uh, so that's good but I do worry uh you know I think about London and the big cities and how are they going to but they will have to evolve in those you know I think about London and all those big all those big stores on the high street I mean what is that going to become housing is that going to I mean the whole shopping landscape yeah. is, is it has to change and i think the high the high street has to change the high street has to be about an experience and that's why you are going to see more coffee shops because mm. people that is people's you know where where they meet up where they, because you're at home a lot of the time and if you're not going into the office as much then people you know that whole community asks. Mm. Um, and the experience. I people people come onto the high street for experience. So I thought I don't think going forward, you can just be a shop. You've got to be more. You've got to give people an experience. Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I was listening to a podcast the other day, actually, and there was a, a florist, a, a French florist. She actually was an American florist who um, owned a French flower shop, and she was just saying about how different it is over there because people do go. They go to get their fresh flowers. They go to um, get their bread. They go to the fishmongers, you know, and it's still very much like that. And she knows everyone's name and they know her. And it's about kind of bringing it back to to the bare bones of what it used to be. Um, You know, local community um, hubs where, you know, you didn't have the supermarkets. You didn't have that. Um because they're very faceless anyway, these supermarket, you know, the chains and things like that. And it is about providing that extra special service. Mm. Um, no,
1: absolutely. And um, we I mean, definitely in the shop, and that I was really drawn to whenever I chose to do the retail floors. It was but and I think it's the Irish in me probably, is um that community aspect mm. of being a shopkeeper. And I think that's what I and the team love, like. We know most of our customers coming in. We've got one customer, Vale, and like you know, she's the first to text you whenever we went into lockdown. Oh, is everything okay? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, we got so many customers saying, "Are you know, are you okay?" Is are the team okay? And then people at um, Christmas and Valentine's, well, you know, they send cakes into us. Mm-hmm. It's like I was really going to have to put a sign up. Don't f- stop feeding the florists. <laughs> Don't feed the florists. Bring us in hand cream, hand cream. Yeah. But I would definitely say, like Banstead is, um, you know, not everybody knows Banstead. You know, it's a it's a little village, although I think it's a village. And um, but they get upset if you call it a town. It's not a town. But it for me um, as a Northern Irish person, that Irish community. I really felt that in Banstead and you have a lot of generations. You've got the grandchildren, the parents and the grandparents all still living in Banstead. You really have that. Mm. And I think that's what we we've got to know a lot of our customers and like, you know, what's going on in their lives. And, you know, if something happens, they pop in and and, and say, you know, they, they come in just for a chat. Um yeah. I just I absolutely adore that and I
0: think people crave that a lot more so you know using London as an example you know people that work in the city or they've had to work from home and they've realized that they can quite happily work from home saving them what four hours a day and thousands yeah. of pounds a year commuting. commuting and then if they're working yes. from home you know when you go out for a little bit of a walk or you can walk down to your local high street and you can get your bread and you can stop at the mm. butchers and they're becoming more and more part of their community, yeah. massive shops are suffering. You know, all these department yeah. stores are coming down, you know, are closing down. So maybe there will be this slow... Uh, you know, rejuvenation of the high street that people have been talking about for about a decade, you know, if not yeah. more. So maybe def- we'll find that the high street will be a lovely place to go and there'll be a place for all the florist shops that may have closed down because of Tesco's. Maybe they'll come back again. And
1: Yeah, you know. I do, I do. Th- I am um, oh, definitely glass half full kind of a person. And I, um, I I think it's going to take time and I think there's it's going to be hit very hard. But I do think when I look around the UK and high streets that are flourishing. It is the type that you're describing, Jeff. It's the it, um, it's the experience. It's those individual shops. I mean, the the uh, fruit and veg shop and the butchers are babes. So it, it's you know it's amazing. I think you need yeah. It's that and it's the knowledge it's the knowledge that those individ- individual shopkeepers give they can answer you about where their product you know where the fruits come from or what's the best, you know the best kind of meat the fishmongers you know that's yeah. as florists we can tell you we can source for you um yeah so i i do i, I think it's going to take time um um but i i'm hopeful that is yeah. what the high street and hairdressers
0: oh, oh god yeah hairdressers I know but I'm really hopeful as well I'm hopeful that after such an awful awful time in, in everybody's lives I'm hopeful that there will be some positive to come out of it something that we can all look back on in 10 years time and go oh you know when we're all back on our feet you know to look back and go actually you know a bit of a reset did us all good
1: yeah yeah I have to believe that because you've got you've got to have hope that yeah and and i and i do think something positive has to come out of this because yeah yeah it's yeah been t-
0: otherwise it's been wasted hasn't it otherwise it's just been yeah. a wasted Yeah, let's all make something positive happen
1: yeah no definitely definitely
0: Thank you so much for talking with us, Ali. It was an absolute pleasure. We spoke for ages and I loved every moment of it. Uh, we really cannot wait to be out of these restrictions and able to come down and visit you in person. And uh, yes, yeah, spend all of our money in your shop. I keep looking online and seeing things that I need in my house. So yeah, really looking forward to it. Hope to see you soon.
2: We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Girlflower Podcast. Please subscribe, share, and review on your podcast provider, and help us to reach out and connect with other florists, growers, and enthusiasts.